A few weeks ago, many businesses were focused on adjusting to the latest safety precautions and making plans to reopen. Now, some companies are having to temporarily close their doors again due to COVID-19. Today, we'll talk through the big topics that business owners are asking about and dealing with each day as it relates to workplace safety and workers' compensation claims. This is Jim Duffy. Welcome to HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. For business owners and managers of people, we appreciate all you're doing to help keep your employees, your customers, and your family safe. Joining me today are two of ADP's top experts on workplace safety and workers' compensation, Jim Stansberry and Gabriel Petrie. Jim has been a risk and safety consultant with ADP for more than 12 years. Prior to joining ADP, he spent 20 years in the insurance industry performing risk services for a variety of clients. And for more than 25 years, Gabriel has been a private investigator, claims adjuster, and claims manager where he's managed claims for for commercial liability, property, and workers' compensation. In 2006, Gabriel joined ADP and is currently responsible for the oversight of our clients' workers' compensation claims. Jim and Gabriel, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Jim. Thank you for having us. So, Jim, if I may start with you, how can a business prepare for a situation where an employee is confirmed to have COVID-19? Jim, that's a great question. I think it's critical to have a plan. A well-formulated infectious disease preparedness and response plan could mean the difference between staying open and having to close your facility. These plans should outline protocols to minimize the disease from spreading. You know, just prior to the start of our recording, uh, you told me about a New York business that got kicked off of a job site. Can you share more details about that with our listeners? Sure, Jim. Earlier today, I received a call from a client who was in a panic. They had just been kicked off a job site because they did not have an infectious disease plan and had not performed the necessary training to be on site. Fortunately, I was able to quickly set them up with a plan that would satisfy the requirements, and I arranged training to get them on site right away. I see situations like this occurring more frequently as our clients get back to work. That's great to hear. What other challenges are companies with whom you work are facing? We're finding that our clients are zeroed in on their safety plans and protocols, things like updating and delivering safety training programs meeting new occupancy rules and maintaining social distancing, safely handling curbside pickup, indoor dining or indoor shopping. I even had a client who wasn't sure if they should let the delivery driver on site. And then there's HVAC systems. Some concerns here are whether it should be cleaned, if the air circulation is adequate, or if HEPA filters should be installed. These are just some of the things businesses everywhere are dealing with. And then there's perhaps the biggest challenge, and that is, what does a business need to do if one of their employees tests positive for COVID-19? Yes, if someone tests positive for COVID-19, you'll want to identify the areas the employee worked and block it off. If you can hold off cleaning the area for at least 24 hours, it'll minimize the potential for others who are going into the area to clean it from becoming infected themselves. The area should be cleaned following CDC guidelines and disinfection recommendations. Also, you'll need to determine if any coworkers had close contact with the employee in the prior 14 days. You need to direct those individuals to call their healthcare provider and self-quarantine based on the healthcare provider's directives and CDC guidelines. 
Should a business owner report a positive COVID case as a workers' comp claim? Gabriel, would you mind sharing your thoughts? This is one we're hearing a lot from our clients. One thing to keep in mind is that workers' compensation is state-specific. But in general, when an employee tests positive for COVID-19, businesses should ask three simple questions when considering whether to report a new workers' comp claim. First, in the two weeks before testing positive, did the employee, while performing their job duties, come into close contact with another person who has a confirmed positive test for COVID-19. Second, does the business believe the employee most likely contracted COVID-19 while performing their job duties? And finally, did the employee say that they believe they contracted COVID-19 while performing their job duties? If a business answered yes to any one of these questions, they need to consider reporting a new workers' comp claim. Remember, each employee in each situation are different. You would need to contact your workers' compensation insurance carrier or state workers' compensation commission with any questions. So, Gabriel, are you seeing any trends with COVID-related employee litigation? Prior to COVID, workers' comp claims for communicable diseases like a cold or the flu were rare. This is because the employee has the legal burden to prove they contracted the virus while performing their job duties rather than somewhere else. However, several states, through new executive orders and legislation, created an exception for COVID-19. This exception completely reversed the legal burden for communicable diseases, placing that burden on the employer and or insurance company to prove the employee did not contract this virus at work. Employers should also be mindful not to retaliate against employees for raising concerns about workplace safety, workers' compensation, or for exercising their rights under any laws or rules that offer employees certain COVID-related protections. That said, do employers themselves have any protections? If a workers' comp claim is filed, most states have some protection for businesses under the exclusive remedy doctrine. In general, this means that employees should not prevail in a civil lawsuit against their employer unless it can be proven their injury or illness was caused by the employer's gross negligence. Again, businesses should contact their insurance carrier or their state's workers' compensation commission with any questions they may have. So let's switch gears to safety. What tips can you provide businesses for communicating safety protocols with their employees? I think consistency and empathy are critical. Make sure every employee understands these rules are designed to protect them. Also, take steps to make sure that new COVID-19 rules regarding personal protective equipment and disinfecting are being followed by every employee. It's a best practice to put rules in writing. You may want to consider meeting with employees to explain the new rules and answer any questions that they may have. Great, Gabriel. Thank you. Uh, Jim, if you don't mind, might you have any other thoughts? I do, Jim. I think to summarize and expand on a couple of earlier points, it's important to create an infectious disease preparedness and response plan. The plan should follow closely CDC and OSHA guidance. 
Second, perform a hazard assessment of your workplace. A hazard assessment will help determine the high hazard areas such as break rooms. One of my clients even identified the tailgate of their company pickup truck as a high touch area that needed to be cleaned frequently. And finally, train your employees on pandemic awareness and what PPE is required, such as masks or gloves, and how to properly put them on and take them off. Bloodborne pathogens and hazardous communication training may also be necessary. All three of these steps are very important. OSHA is going to be increasing their enforcement related to these issues, and many businesses are already being asked by their customers to supply them with their infectious disease plan and training records. If companies follow these three steps, they'll be better prepared to step into the new normal. You've both shared a lot of great information with us. Two key takeaways for me are, first, carefully follow and understand your specific state workers' comp requirements because they will continue to change and evolve. And second, it seems to be very important to be proactive. We talked about a preparedness and response plan, a workplace hazard assessment, training. These are important measures companies can take to help keep their employees, their customers, and their families safe. So again, thank you, Gabriel and Jim. Safety is critical in this environment. We appreciate your taking the time to share your expertise with us today. For information to help you navigate workplace safety and workers' comp claims, please visit adp.com HR Outsource. Here, you can download a risk and safety checklist to help you think through steps to help keep your employees and your customers safe. Thanks very much for listening to HRpreneur. We appreciate you joining us. Be well. Be well.